From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 591. Today's show is brought to you by Wild Grain and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the pleasure of being joined by the Pen Addict himself, Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. The pleasure is all mine. Mike Hurley, how are you today? I'm looking forward to today's episode. Got a lot of got a lot of products in the document, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of mm-hmm. notes where you're just like, I have so much to talk about with this one. So <laughs> uh, I'm excited for today because I feel like while I've looked at these things, I maybe I don't, I yet to understand the beauty yeah. that's that's contained. There is one yeah, product so- in today's show notes where mm-hmm. I've looked at it, mm-hmm. and I don't understand what what it is. Okay. So is we'll, it the one I'll where let I you yelled? Know when we get to that. The, the one where I yelled in it's the It's the, the one dock. where there's all caps, yes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't fully understand that product, so I look forward to getting to that about halfway through today's episode. So my favorite note in our show notes, because we don't do fully descriptive show notes, we'll do like a, a title, a link, and then mm-hmm. I'll say, if I have some specifics I'll put that I want linked, I'll put in there. But my favorite one to always put in for Mike is I have a lot to discuss mm-hmm. on this one because Mike doesn't know if that's good or bad, right? I also don't know if it's five minutes of the show or 20 minutes of the show. Exactly. Yeah. So I do that on purpose we'll because it could mean out. anything. And that will be our yep. first product after we deal with a little bit of follow up. So this yeah, comes I love from this Andrew who says, You asked for some feedback on the S2 DuPont DeFi. Here you go. This is what we we're talking about last week, right? Yes. Love our listeners that I can just put it out in the world and things happen. So, so thank you, Andrew. Andrew has one of these and says, The step down from the barrel to the grip to the grip section is pronounced and sharp. This interferes with my grip and makes the pen a hotter at best. I don't know what that means. A hotter? Yeah, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> Let's just say maybe uh, not using it too much. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. My nib was a bit rough out of the box. And even though I got a good price on this pen, which usually costs $235, the black and matte black one, in my opinion... No, he's, no so it costs like... It, he got it for 235 which is like $100 oh, less. That is it's a like price. $350-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so even though I got a good price for two thirty five on this pen, it's not worth the money. Design and quality control issues sink it for me. Interesting. So yeah, sounds terrible. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank you for taking one for the team, Andrew. I mean, it kind of just sounds like what it is to me. Like this is what I expect from these like expensive executive pens. Like well, in a not in an, expen- an expensive executive pen company making a non traditional design, right? They're fine at the basic designs. Yeah, but this even is not then, a basic like, design. I, I still feel like I'm not going to like the way that the grip feels and I'm not going to be that yeah. impressed by the writing experience. Like that has been my, like if you take like a cross or something, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just like that's kind of how I feel about all their products. Like I don't fully understand the decisions. Sure. For me, I feel like Mont Blanc is the only one that like I think is like close enough to worth the price in yeah. my experience of these types yeah. of brands. I know it's like one of those things one year I should just like take it for the team and just get yes. like all like the main line. Yes. You Brad, know, Waterman's, Parker's, yeah. Cross, like literally all like the things that pin people know who aren't pin people, right? Yep. Those brands. That You should and do that. That is a great just, idea to like just yeah. get all of the like one of all the standard kind of executive yeah. pen products and like line right. them up against each other and rank them. All right. I'm writing myself a note. You could tier list. Tier list executive pens. (laughs) This sounds terrible. Like, I am not looking forward to this, except a little Terrible for you. Great for (laughs) me. Yeah. I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised. Sure. Executive pens tier list. That'll be a tier list. All right. 
So we will work on the brands. Okay, what brands fall into that? That's mm-hmm. that's for another show. So well, that that should be pretty easy. Like it's it's very obvious what those brands are. So, uh, thank Speaking you, Andrew. Of yeah. tier list. Okay, <laughs> I'm intrigued for where okay. the Kaveco Art Sport would sit on a tier ranking of Kavecos for you. Wow. What is it would this be in then? the it would be it would be an A tier. It would be in the A tier. Okay. It's up there. It's okay. not an S tier. It's mm-hmm. not an S tier pin. This one has a chance though. So let me so this is your question five minutes or twenty minutes? I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna start talking because there is a history with this pin. So the Kaveco Art Sport, I did a review. Gosh, I'll have to go back and look at it. I'm not smart enough to put that in the show notes, but I'll get it. seven, eight years ago, there is a Kaveco Art Sport sport review of a brown 13 october okay i was thinking it was 13 10 years ago (laughs) 10 years ago kaveco actually sent me that pen that was when like i was getting stuff like straight from germany at the time Uh, i i don't rate for them anymore apparently so just shout Mm. out kaveco uh you know i i guess we talked about the the torching of pens at the desk too much um but yeah, I got that pen and I, I loved it. Like, I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, this is a thing they've done before where they take their basic pocket pen design. Let's just call it the, the Kaveco Classic Sport, right? The traditional plastic barrel Kaveco Sport that everyone knows. And then they made them in re- acrylic materials. They do, I don't know, anywhere between like four to eight models of this pen. And they had done it previously and they do them in small batches, right? This is like, a, they don't call them limited necessarily, but they don't make a ton of these, right? Because they're expensive, expensive to make, expensive to sell, you know, high price points. So, but a very beloved product. And then they'll just vanish for like three, four, five years. You'll never hear anything about the sport again. Then all of a sudden, boom, we got like three or four years ago, another round of sports. And there was like a yellow one and a green one and some really cool designs might have even been an orange one but if i'm if memory serves they were like well into the 200 hundred dollar price point which i felt was fine like i was like this is totally yeah. fine so before last week's episode i actually got a link to these new release kaveco art sports and there was so little information and the price was so curious to me i thought it was i didn't know what it was i thought maybe is this fake is this real is this some kind of weird thing like the link was on some random site that i wasn't familiar with and i all of the information hadn't come out yet on this pen i was like oh well maybe it's real we actually confirmed it with a second link from another random site it's like okay we got two links on these new these new pens and Right by the time we finished last week's podcast, the I guess the embargo lifted for all of the regular retailers that we would normally trust, you know, Pen Chalet for one, to have like the pre-release information. There's four new Kaveco Art Sports, and they're priced at $125. That's the other re- reason I thought it was like, is this real? Because that price is not in line with what they've done in past for the art sports. It's much cheaper. So, it they're they're real and they're glorious i guess i yeah, don't know what to, what to say is stunning i think I, yeah so the one thing that they did this time so there's four four models hickory brown mineral right pebble blue and terrazzo like you said um the hickory brown is similar to the tortoise one that i mm-hmm. reviewed 10 years ago 
The mineral white is also similar to a color that they've done in the past. And then the uh, pebble blue and terrazzo are both new materials that I have not seen them use before. In addition, they have completely integrated the clips into these barrels, which is new for the art sport design. So traditionally, Kaveco just makes the classic sport shape, and you can add on a clip if you are so inclined. This one has a built-in clip that's like a screw-in. I think uh, it's a good addition to this particular pen. That's exactly right. Like this is the pen that you do this thing on because and they've made good, clips good are color great. choices, right? So they've got gold furniture with the and gold nibs. Well, mm-hmm. I guess gold plated. Are they gold? Gold nib? plated. They are not gold nibs. All right, so that's They're that's gold, gold plated. plated steel nib. Um, mm-hmm. They got gold on the terrazzo and the hickory brown, and then they've got mm-hmm. silver on the pebble blue and mineral white, which I think like pairing wise is really good. Like. Because the hickory brown one, that's a very classic, like tortoiseshell and gold is very classic. Yes. And just the terrazzo is quite warm, so putting the gold of that and then similarly, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I think they've knocked it out of the park with this one personally. I think they've done a really good job. Yeah, so while it is an expensive pen at $125, this is way less than they normally charge for this lineup of pens, what they've in the past considered the art lineup. like. Mm. Back when I was reviewing that one that I had, you know, they went away so quickly. They were like the secondary market was, you know, several hundred dollars on these pens. So I'm glad I'm glad to see this price point and hopefully they'll have like a decent enough inventory to fulfill anyone who wants it. I will probably get one. I don't I don't know. Like I'm not completely dead set, like jumping through the screen, clicking buttons to get one. I will maybe like maybe i'll get one to review and give away or something like that i don't need one of these like i'm i'm totally fine like i'm not there there's other products that we'll be talking about today that i will be <laughs> anxious more anxious to get mm. but i'm actually pretty happy about this one for Kaveco fans because of the style is representative of what they've done in the past and the price is good compared to what they've done in the past so i thought it was really interesting and uh I think they'll 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 do well for uh, people who who like these these pen models. So yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Really, really kind of like them. So those will be uh, pre-releasing uh, or release date at our good friends over at Pen Chalet on November 29th. So what day is that? It's like a week from today. So yeah, that uh, is, is pretty cool. Speaking of Pen Chalet, um, mm-hmm. next week is the Pen Addict Gift Guide episode, which I'm very excited to hear. I know mm-hmm. you and Anna have recorded it already, and it's already winging its way to being edited and published next Wednesday. Um, but Pen Chalet have a gift guide of their own going on right now. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this. As you can imagine, with Pen Chalet, it features tons of great deals. Um, throughout. But what I really like, what they've done is they've taken a bunch of products and grouped them. So fountain pen gifts for for beginners, for example, unique gifts, best pens for kids, best pens for students, artists, their overall best sellers. They have a grail pens, which I think is kind of awesome, uh, including the Monty Grappa Warner Brothers Centennial Limited Edition, which is a bananas pen that has... DC, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings all over it, as you can imagine. Oh, wow. from I've never even seen You know, you just these are these pens that come out from Monte Grappa, and it's like, who even knows about them, you know? Uh, they have a top five retro 51s, even. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, there's tons find... of really, page, really good stuff here. It's such a huge page, I haven't really gone through it all yet. So, yeah, it's very cool. 
So that will be uh, in the show notes, and so people can go check that out in advance of our gift guide next week. Yeah, so online retailer pro tip, uh, when they talk about best-selling pins, one of the cool things I always do when I'm like shopping online and, or lo- just even just browsing sites just for information is when you get to a, you try to get the broadest product page you can, just say fountain pens, and then you sort by, most of them can, you do different levels of sorting and you can sort by popularity. And that's literally like the sales numbers of what is literally the most popular. And usually it's in the past 30 days, um, just from the people I've talked to that have run these sites. Like mm-hmm. the last 30 days, or sometimes it might be up to 90 days. Mm-hmm. Um, the popularity thing is, is something that I, that I just check always check in on. So I think that's pretty cool. So um, we're gonna we're gonna actually gonna talk about the number one best selling pin of the year, I'm guessing, or at least the 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 recent times. The Twisby Eco is what's on this gift guide, and I just so happen to have a new Twisby Eco that Mike. I am getting this one. This like, is gonna mm. shoot those <laughs> numbers through the roof, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's funny about the Eco? So Twisby has always done some like pretty bright, some pretty standout colors. And then they'll mix in some more muted standards. And I remember it was probably two years ago at this point, they did a gray cap Eco. That was one of the coolest Ecos I'd ever seen. Like I, I love the Eco, just like the um just like the Caveco Sport. Like you have to you you either kind of like the Twisbees or you don't. You like the Caveco Sports or you don't. Like I'm in the camp of liking both. And I have, you know, my bright orange Eco and my bright blue Eco, but then they do mix in these subtle ones, like the one that they did. Just like a simple gray cap. These are not complex pen. They're not changing the world of pen design here, but they're putting together like a really classic color in this cream and rose gold. It's like, I, I think this is great. Like, I really yeah. love this pen. It's very classy. Yep. So I don't think this one's out until December. Like, again, yep. we're, yeah, December 4th. So everything I'm talking about is coming soon, um, which is is tough towards the end of the year um, yeah, to see, like, nice. new things coming in because, like, you've already budgeted for other things and things like that. But uh, this will be in that $50 price point range. So they do a basic eco which are a lot of the standard colors and just the silver trim. But when they do the more limited ones with the rose gold trim, they charge like 45 to $50 for these. So I think it's cool. I, I don't know. It's kind of spectacular. I really, really like that one. It's a good look. Like this is, I think this would be a very popular, probably mainstay if they want to do it that way. I could imagine this just honestly, like I would, if I would, I would replace the white with this. Totally. They do like totally. a white with rose gold and like a white mm-hmm. with gold and, and I think this is a yeah. I think this is a nicer pairing. Um yeah. and so I expect it will be popular and we'll probably stick around. Yeah, and like literally every ink color will go with this, yeah. right? Like it matched with those it's the demonstrator clear barrel, it's gonna look good. It, this is this is gonna be a popular one, I'm I'm pretty sure. And I actually one I think I'll get for myself. I don't have any um, I only have like a few Ecos that I that I keep. I usually buy them all and give them away mm-hmm. because they're just like the perfect item for that. But uh, I think I'm going to get one of these and, and keep one for myself just and use it because I like it. Yeah, saying about that with the colors, this is like a good, I think a good rule of thumb for custom keyboard stuff. Like an off-white or a cream is a mm-hmm. really good base to show off any type of keycap color. Like yeah. everything's going to look good with that. Like it's just, it's almost just like a canvas. And so like whatever ink you put in that shows through that demonstrator window on this pen. This is going to look awesome. It's going to pop. Yep. Great. Yep. Love it. 
This episode is brought to you by Wild Grain, the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pasta, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. Brad, can you tell our listeners how Wild Grain is actually deceptively simple to get that bread onto your table? <laughs> you literally warm up the oven, open the package, and put it right there on, on the... Uh, you know, not on a tray, right on the oven grates, yep. and uh, you just go to town. Twenty-five minutes, boom, take it out, yeah, let it not, sit for like another twenty. You're it's not amazing. Spending ten minutes doing a bunch of kneading, you know, you're not like mix. Yep. You haven't got to get the stand mixer out. No, no, wild grain. Do all the hard work, and then you just yeah. have to throw it in the oven and just enjoy the good bread. Yeah, I always talk about the products like this, especially like the the like household use items you know like you use around the house mm-hmm. you know between our different sponsors and having a food item like this when your family says hey do we have a wild grain that we can use for dinner do we have another loaf and i'll say yes yes we do let me cook mm. that for you and uh it's great that uh, the family loves it too you can customize a wild grain box of your own so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you like. If you want a box full of bread, a box full of pasta, or a box full of pastries, you can have it. Or why not have all three? You know what I mean? Just go wild. It's the holidays. For a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box. All you have to do is go to wildgrain.com slash penaddict and start your subscription today. That is free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box, just go to wildgrain.com slash penaddict. So that's W-I-L-D-G-R-A-I-N.com slash penaddict. Or you can just use the promo code penaddict to check out. You'll get great bread and support the show. Or great pasta or great pastries. Whatever you want over at Wild Grain. A thanks to Wild Grain for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, we got our shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. A gathering of curiosities. I love the name. I love the content that R.B. Lindbergh is putting out. They Ooh, are a wonderful, wonderful writer. Um, they are really like digging into the the more than the stuff concept of stationery, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're very thoughtful. Um, you know, it could be a product review but like taking it in different directions than like say I would or you know just a traditional product product review. Um, and some really cool articles. I know that a um, that a blog is good when I actually get texts with pull quotes from other articles saying, "Did you read this?" So yes, you yeah. should go. I, I'm specifically. I'm not going to read the quote, but I'm going to make you go read or our listeners go read. Uh, there's a an article called "Pin Frustration." pin magic out there that y'all should go read and i'm literally got like a text it's like hey did you see this look at this quote and yeah yeah that's Hmm. it's like what we believe in so um it's very cool stuff make sure you go check out uh, a gathering of curiosities and uh give them a follow so i appreciate rb uh putting uh their words out there it's fantastic all right mike Hmm. i again stumbled like the twisby uh, on Instagram, stumbled across a post from Uni Mitsubishi Pencil, which I follow very closely, obviously, Your for friends. many obvious reasons. They put up a plethora <laughs> of posts about a collaboration with, as best as I can tell, Karimoku is a furniture store. Okay. If I'm reading this correctly and trying to decipher what Karimoku is... Um, they are, so 
Jap- Japan's leading wooden furniture manufacturer in both quality and technology. Right. It's an, tagged as an industrial company on Kara Move. Um, Kari uh, Moku official. And it looks like, you know, from office to home type of mm-hmm. furniture, right? So lots of things you can go through and see. So Uni did this collaboration, a Jetstream collaboration. So one of my favorite multi-pins is the Uni Jetstream multi-pin. I have used one with a bamboo grip. I've used them in various colors, and I've never seen two Jetstream multi-pens better looking than this collaboration oh, with Karimoku. Oh, it's a multi-pen. And I need to have them, yes. Because Okay, so the thing, so this is the product we're talking about at the start of the show, and the thing that I was confused yes. about is it seemed so chunky, and now yeah. I understand why it's so chunky. Because it's this a multi This is their biggest chunky one, too. This is a four plus one, which is four refills, one pencil, which is I actually have one sitting here on my desk Mm -hmm. that the creator of the the designer of the Uniball Signo RT, who I met in Chicago earlier this year, gifted me. Uh, not one of these models, but a, an all aluminum model. Yeah, um, it's a four plus one. sits here on my desk. I really, really like it. These, uh, I mean, like this is what I, if I had the opportunity to design something, this is hopefully what I would come up with. They're so good. Like I love these designs. I need both of these. I'm gonna have to figure out how to how to get them. If they're promoting them this hard, certainly they're gonna be somewhat accessible. You know, not just like at a Karimoku store or through Karimoku somehow. Like there's literally six images, <laughs> including like one. What do you call it when you kind of link the three Im- the multiple images together? Like two images, I don't know what three images call together. That. Yeah. yeah, like a triptych, right? It's like a yeah. triptych on Instagram where they those posts stay together um, as long as you have the right uh, the right quantity of posts on there. As soon as you don't, it breaks them. But um, I I am in love. This is what I love about stationery is that these things like something this really small. Uh, gets me like completely yep. jazzed up like way more than like the Twisby Eco or the Kaveco Art Sport. This is what gets me excited. So I just wanted to share that because I thought these were pretty great. For people that are keeping uh, a record, maybe paying attention, uh, mm-hmm. they they did the something by something the correct way around in my opinion. Okay, so Uniball X Karimoku, yep. right? Because that is Jack, Jack 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 Jet Stream X. Karimoku because you can see a difference in design. So like, this is like, right. how would you take our product and make it look different? So Karimoku's concept of, of the jet, jet streams. Yeah. Yes. To me, this one makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just a feeling that I have in my bones. I feel like I need to make sure that I let people know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that this one was right. Cause if it was Karimoku by Jetstream, that wouldn't make any sense to me. But also I like True. that they went with Jetstream and not Uni because if they would have gone with Uni, that would have made it a little bit more complicated. So I actually think that they, they chose the right way around for this and I think the logo looks good. Um, and never forget, this is the way people need to remember to do these things properly, in my opinion. <laughs> I, also, I, don't, I don't know if I said this already but or if it's just in my brain. I don't like that thing on Instagram where people put up like multiple images and it, and it lines up. I don't like I, that. Y- you have to commit to like literally your entire feed of posting three images at a time. And also to, you like, you just ruin the experience for people that follow you. I actually switched our link because I grabbed one of the, the between pictures and I didn't realize it till I went to the entire page and saw, Oh, I can get a better singular image than yeah. this, this one image, the single link that I put in there was the middle of the triptych. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't like, yeah. It. 
I don't like but it. as soon as they the make one post, it just messes them up. Yeah. For me, oh, yeah. that like it would be acceptable is like when you're looking at the feed, it could be like also multiple, so you could scroll through it and see it right at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. But then you kind of ruin in the whole point of doing it. But yeah. I, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I don't really like that kind of thing because uh, I just I don't even really know who it's for. Like right. Go like. Maybe it's it's yeah, it's for know. the creative director of the company to keep their job. Look at this cool thing. I, can I think do. probably this feels to me like one of these things that's kind of just like gotten into blogs and it's just like polluted search <laughs> results of how do I grow my Instagram? You know, like <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. I also I can't. The countdown now is on until Cortex Brand does this because now I've said oh. all of this. Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. You know. I mean the there's some products that you have that would uh span three uh three yep. images quite well. Just saying. I don't want to do it, I'll resist it, but I'm also <laughs> you know, so You're uh, also uh, an influ- Instagram influencer. Oh, so. so I'm I'm kind of letting go of the reins of the Instagram a little bit now. We have Carrie's helping us out and Oh uh, nice. Carrie keeps suggesting things to me and I'm like, Carrie I don't know about that, but I do it anyway and she's always right, so well, I owe Carrie a reply to a message, so yep. I'm gonna make sure to say, Brad, "Hey, by the way, does. have you Don't seen?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I was." I'm gonna add in. He's no! like, "Hey, have you seen how these companies do these <laughs> three do panels uh, on on Instagram, and you can Don't just do them across?" It. I was like, "Y'all should try that." Don't that. you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, if she mm-hmm. recommends it now, I'm not. I'm gonna mm-hmm. blame you, whoever it came from. <laughs> um, uh. We have a. Small topic that was a question sent in, and I thought this was more of a like a topic based idea than just like a general ass TPA. Did you not want to talk about the Y Studio? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I put I it did. in here because I saw you it did. on your blog, and I, I was surprised it wasn't in the show notes today because I know that you love Y Studio products. And- <sighs> Probably because I've been talking about it so much and right. using it. It's literally just it's the this thing I do, Mike, and I've done this for as long as I've been doing the 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 job um the more i love a product and the more i use a product and the more i talk about a product the less chance there is that i actually review the product because i'm just busy using it and i it's this funny thing and it happens with y studio a lot because i love their product so much it's i think it's the facets on these barrels that are just done right it's sized right yep it's weighted right. It fits my hand right. And they have two different types of pins. They have all metal pins that are your brass uh, bases and then like different lacquers and paints over them. Or they have some resin barrels, which in the past have been just a standard, you know, resin, you know, non-recyclable resin. Well, they just introduced this sustainable resin uh, from Ocean uh, Fishing Nets off Taiwan, which is yeah, where they're we based. We spoke about this when they yeah. announced it. I remember having the conversation yeah. about it which is probably why I didn't put it in here because mm-hmm. we kind of talked about it, but um, because we talked about the, the recycling and, and the different names of the pins were kind of funny. And uh, I enjoyed that thoroughly. So I reviewed it glowingly. Of course, I am just a big fan of this pin. I like this pin so much. I purposely didn't put it in the gift guide because it would just seem like I was on like the, the big Y studio payroll or something. So I purposely left this out of the gift guide because I won't shut up about this pin. So I figured I've talked about it enough that uh, I didn't know I didn't need to uh, go further, but it's, uh, it's literally in my hand right now. It does not leave. Um, leave my eyesight when I'm working at my desk and I I'm thinking about the only thing I have to think about with this review is they use a little bit of a different refill and 
It's a rollerball refill. It's called the, um, a lot of people have seen it before. It's called the uh, Schmidt Ceramic Roller. And it's just a very, very wet refill, like much more so than the Schmidt P8127, which is the retro refill. And that's a rollerball ink refill. But that ink feels different than it doesn't feel as watery as this ink. So this ink can spread and bleed a little bit. But the bonus of using this refill in this particular Wise Studio is that this is the Pilot G2 shape. So any Pilot G2 compatible refill can fit in this. So I could just put in like a blue black cartridge in here, okay. which would look good with this pen the, like, I, that I get from the Pilot Juice blue black 0.38 millimeter cartridge and put this in here. But I'm, I'm kind of, you have to take it, what it is for what it is to begin with. And it's kind of like a marker essentially, but I have use for that. So I've been using it as the marker and haven't had a need to swap out the refill yet, but I probably will at some point. So that's kind of the only catch with this pen. It's a super, super, super uh, wet refill and it will bleed and feather on bad papers. Uh, but otherwise, like that's that's kind of the only thing. So it just depends if you like the style. I, I, I of course, really do because, uh, yeah, it's funny. I posted that image on Instagram and like the first um, person to, and maybe the only comment was a company called Cozy in Amsterdam. And they were where I had to hunt down my original Y Studio brassing fountain pen. If you go back in the, in the history of the podcast, I fell in love with the Y Studio brassing fountain pen from my friend, uh, Patrick Ng's um, scription blog and Instagram handle and he's based in Hong Kong, had an early look at this pen. And I said, I, I have to have this pen. And that was the first place I could get it was uh, I emailed Cozy in Amsterdam. And they were one of the first Y Studio um, uh, retailers. And I, that's where I ordered my very first brassing fountain pen for from. And now, here at least here in the U.S., they're distributed by you know Kenra Industries. So it's it's been nice to see the story of Y Studio continue to grow because I'm just a, just a big fan, if y'all couldn't tell. All right. All right. Let's hit this topic. So um, ink cartridge sampler packs, Mike, is the question I got. So from my friend Lisa, possible topic question for the podcast. Why don't more manufacturers sell packages of different colored cartridges? I saw this Kaveco one and I had to buy three because I was so excited. Do they think they would sell fewer cartridges if folks could just buy a selection? Anyway, I want more mixed cartridge sets, preferably complete ones like the, the complete lineup, I'm assuming. I accidentally acquired one from Paniter, but I've never seen any others. Are there any others? Um, I'm a cartridge fan. Like we've talked about this before. Um, I'm literally just talking about a recycled pin in the previous segment. And now I'm talking about the least <laughs> recyclable, most wasteful <laughs> part of, of the <laughs> of the entire <laughs> hobby that we have is like a wasteful plastic uh, cartridges that are expensive and, you know, terrible cost. Um, Brad, these Panida cartridges are a work uh, of art. They are a work of art. (laughs) Everything Panida does is a work of art. My word. (laughs) Yeah. So they do a good job. And like Kaveco's is the same way, right? Like it's very color. It's it's a super marketable product. Mm -hmm. When you're selling someone a pen, hey, why not try this rainbow sampler of ink cartridges that we have until you figure out the color that you want, or you could just buy this blue pack over here. Your call. Um, so yeah, I don't know why more companies don't make them. Um, it seems 
like there would be a market. It doesn't seem like it would add really any cost other than one more package item uh, to make, right? They're making the cartridges. They're making packaging for all the cartridges. What if they took their six stock colors and made a six pack or a 12 pack, you know, two cartridges each? Uh, I don't know why more companies don't do this. Um, the Kaveco one is brand new, like within the past year, maybe two years. Have I yep. seen that one? I've never seen the Paniter one before. Um, the only other thing I can think of as an option. So for people that go to pen shows, you will sometimes see retailers offer some mix and matching. Um, that's probably not something they're supposed to do, right? Like this is the benefit and I'm actually going to talk about this in a minute. One of the benefits of going in person to a pin store or a pin show is that retailers might can sell things a little bit differently than they're officially required to. Say, for example, Blackwing's pencils are supposed to only be sold by the dozen, right? Not supposed to be sold individual. But if you go to a store or to a pin show, you're, you can find like some loose black wings. Same thing with cartridges, right? So Pilot Oroshizuku cartridges, when they came out, they were a popular item. They're very expensive and mm. super wasteful, <laughs> but they're also kind of cool. So people would take, you know, say like the six colors of Pilot Oroshizuku cartridges and make six sets of one cartridge each of all six colors. Like you could buy that at a pen show, just kind of like, you know, and, and, and off the, off the, uh, the, the website type of purchase. So yeah, it's cool. Uh, Diamine definitely does one. So uh, thanks to Evan in the chat. I have actually bought this set before from Diamine. So they have a 20 ink sampler set. So yeah, I, I would like to see more companies do it. Um, I don't know why they don't do it. Like I, I don't have a good answer of why someone wouldn't do this because it doesn't really seem like a cost thing to me. Like it doesn't seem like an, an inefficiency you know, from a manufacturing and a business type of thing. So I don't know why, like, why doesn't Lamy do this or, you know, different, different companies that have stock items. So yeah. Um, Pilot, now that I'm thinking about it, Pilot's mixable inks is what they call them, but they're, they're regular fountain pen inks. Those you can actually get in a six, eight or 10 pack. I forget the colors, um, but they actually do have a random pack. So maybe that's one to check out from Pilot. So um, they call them their mixable inks, but it's really just their regular fountain pen inks. Right. So yeah, I, I would love to, I'm always for like sampler kits and, and things like that. So yeah, I would love to see more, but I, I just don't have a good reason why com more companies don't do it. Maybe they do and we just don't see them as much. I don't I know. I think it's like a hard thing realistically. Like, mm-hmm you're not really trying them out in that way, like in the way that you imagine you try right. the pens out, like you're using an entire ink cartridge is what you're doing. Like you're, right. you're not like quickly comparing red to green to blue. To, you know what I mean? So I, I think sure. it's like, it, it to me anyway, this feels like something that seems more useful than it realistically is. I think that's fair. And I, I mean, I guarantee if all things being equal, they're going to sell more blue. They're going to sell more black. They're probably yep. going to sell more blue, black. They might even sell more red than the the sampler kit. But I think the sampler kit's obviously more fun. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. This episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Squarespace, the only one platform for building your 
brand and growing your business online of a beautiful website that lets you stand out from the crowd. You can engage directly with your audience and sell your products, services, even the content that you create. Squarespace has got you covered. They have everything you're going to need. So for example, you want to go to Squarespace, you get started with one of the beautiful templates. They have a wonderful website design system called Fluid Engine. This is their next generation system. It lets you unlock your creativity and push it further than ever before. Every single detail is customizable. We have a drag and drop uh, system for desktop or mobile. You can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It is built right in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. These templates are fantastic. They look really great, and you're gonna you're gonna feel really like comfortable in 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 pushing what you're able to do with your website building and really make it feel like your own. Feel like it's your home online. You can sell products in an online store. If you want to sell physical or digital goods, you can do that with Squarespace. They have all the tools that you need to start selling online. And they can also help you understand a bit about the people that are coming to your website with their analytics platform. This can help you grow your presence or grow your business. You can learn where your site visitors and sales are coming from. You can analyze which channels are most effective for you. You can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords on most popular products and content. Go and check it out for yourself today. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial. You can build your whole website there. You can see just how easy it is to put things together and build out the whole thing before you sign up. Then when you're ready to launch this website to the world, go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict to check out to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and show you support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. If you need more pen act in your life, you can go to penact.com and check out all the pens I, I write about on my Squarespace website. Yep. And <laughs> and you have a store built in there too? I do. I You're do. All, so yeah, all the all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, Mike, I want to talk about thankful stationery, what okay. we're thankful for, because it is that time of year in the US. It is our Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, as we record this, it is tomorrow. Um, I know you were a Thanksgiving food fan, so I figured, like, well, maybe we can at least get Mike in on the uh, like what we're thankful for in the stationary world as well. This came up I as a topic the on idea Twitch. Idea of Thanksgiving as a holiday is good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I think it is a good idea for a holiday. Um, I think that there are parts of it in America where we already have uh, like an allegory. So, like, mm-hmm. Christmas dinner is basically Thanksgiving dinner in the sense of how important yeah. it is and how it brings everyone together and like it's like a big family affair. But what it, we don't have is the practice of l- being thankful. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, it's one of the things that I honestly, I wished that this was more prevalent outside of America than Black Friday has become, right? Right. Like, Black Friday is the export of of Thanksgiving, (laughs) which I kind of wish that thankfulness was the export of Thanksgiving, Uh, but that's just kind of where we are. Yeah, so like if you're if you're not in the U.S., we have a lot of international listeners. You know, our Thanksgiving holiday, like we literally just have family over to our house. We have it at our house. You know, we'll have like a dozen people over, and you know, we just share a meal together, all sit around a table, and we will literally before we eat. Everyone goes around and says what they're thankful for, and yep. like I, I think Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday, just because it's it's honestly it's pretty chill, right? Yeah. Like I don't I don't do you, you 
you just you cook stuff and people get together and there and aren't you gifts eat and drink. You know, yeah, there's no there's no stress, you know, yeah. of, well, of like I don't know making, about stress. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a different kind of stress yeah. that's always ever present, especially yeah. in the U.S. right now. But uh, yeah, just in general, it's just a pretty chill holiday can be. So I got asked since uh, we're on Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, what are you thankful for in stationary? And I, th- I thought that was a really good question. I said, let me take that to the podcast. So I put down a few things and this happened, um, recently and I actually put it, um, you know, Steven asked our Relay FM co-hosts, you know, for our upcoming newsletter, mm-hmm. you know, what we were thankful for this year. And one of my biggest takeaways of the year is that I'm super thankful for brick and mortar stationary stores. Going to Atlas stationers for fountain pen day kind of reset my thinking. It's not that I hadn't thought about this before, but it had been a while since I've experienced the community building that an in-person place for people, like-minded people to get together and discuss the thing that they love and have the buy-in from a retailer, which is not always the case, right? Um, and I'm, I'm not talking about stationary stores, but like other stores or things like that. But what I've seen for the stationary stores that I've traveled to, they are these community hubs for people who are into the smallest thing in the stationary world, like ink and washi tape to like the biggest things, you know, the pens and things. And all these people can come together from all different backgrounds and, you know, just have the time of their lives talking about this stuff that they don't get to share and having that opportunity in your town, you need to take advantage of that because it's a rare opportunity these days. So that really came to light this year when I was at uh, Atlas stationers in Chicago, how important these places can be Um, just not for stationary fans, but for the communities that they reside in. So I thought that was kind of one of my big like, overall takeaways from the year. So I'm very thankful for those stores because mm-hmm. that's got to be a tough business, right? Oh, Not yeah. only just being a retailer, but also having a physical, physical building, man, yep. that's, that's tough stuff. So, all right, that, that was, that was my big overarching. The rest of my things, Mike, I'm thankful for is, is stuff. <laughs> so this one's kind of funny. I was looking for a notebook the other day and I was talking, I was having my own conversation in my head like if I could pick out any notebook off the shelf that I have right now to use what notebook would I pick and I love the Midori A5 notebooks the Midori MD A5 notebooks graph paper so I was like I want to I want to test this paper I want to play around with it I want to do something with this notebook so I went into the closet of doom where my stash is I had no Midori notebooks and it made me sad. <laughs> so clearly I'm thankful for Midori notebooks because I wanted one and I didn't have one and it made me sad. I was like, and I, I chose nothing instead of sacrificing and not having Midori. I literally chose to do nothing and I'm going to have to go order myself a Midori notebook. So clearly I'm thankful uh, for Midori notebooks as the best all around notebook out there. Oh, sorry, Mike. Um, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't claim to make the best all around. Notebook, I'm just yeah. playing with you. I'm just playing with you. But I thought it was this funny experience. It's like, okay, I'm just going to go grab one. I was like, huh, <laughs> I don't have one. It's like the only thing I want out of like, I could choose like 20 other notebooks right now. It's like, nope, I just want the Midori. I'm also thankful, Mike, 
and this could be uh this could be uh, a questionable choice for a lot of people. I'm thankful for ballpoint pens, Mike. Okay. They're the best all-around writing instrument out there. You can use them anywhere. You can take them anywhere. They work in most situations. They're super functional, super portable. You can find ones that actually write well, right? That's always been the knock on ballpoint pens is, oh, they're terrible. And you know what? A lot of them are. But I'm sitting here with a Jetstream ballpoint refill and a Caran Dash ballpoint refill right next to my fountain pen and rollerball refill. So I have two ballpoints, a rollerball and a fountain pen sitting next to me. Ballpoint wins. They are just, uh, they, they rule the day for ease of use. And now you, that you can find quality ones, like I'm very, very much into ballpoints these days. And okay. I always have been. Um, but, you know, when you have the new products and turnover that you get like in fountain pens and inks, like they kind of get left aside. There's not as much you can do with ballpoints, right? So um, don't forget about your ballpoint pens. I like desk trays too, Mike. I'm very thankful to have places on my desk where I can sit things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those weird things to be thankful for. But as I was doing the gift guide episode, spoiler alert, I realized how many desk type of tray options I have. Things I can set my pens down that are fun and enjoyable and provide a function. And I kind of really, really like desk trays. So that's just one of those things that I'm very thankful for the cool opportunities of desk trays that we have out there right now. And there's more than you think. And, you know, I'm not talking about like pen cases or boxes or storage. I'm talking about like literal trays with either grooves or, you know, a little place to set pens. It's just something I really enjoy. Last one for me, Mike. I am very thankful for Platinum Chokuro. This is the huh. this is an ink from the content gods. This is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, as far as pen content goes this year, I think that was like the most popular <laughs> product released this year, just in terms of talking about. People wanted to know about this ink. And I'm thankful that Platinum made a really ridiculous ink that is actually good (laughs) and it got a lot of people talking and a lot of people won't use it and that's okay but it's the ink that everyone wanted to know about so in the world of having to talk about stationery platinum chokuro gave me endless things to talk about and i will continue to talk about so i'm very thankful to platinum for making this ink it was uh, very fun to play around with this year so that's what i'm thankful for um you know I, i i like pens mike and uh, I'm, I'm very thankful for all of them. And of course, you know, and I know you're going to say this and I'm going to say that. Of course, we're thankful for all of our listeners and all of our supporters. That goes without saying. Goes we love you guys. Saying. So goes without saying. So I wanted to I wanted to take it in a more silly route uh, with uh, with these little things that I'm really, really enjoying and really thankful that I have the opportunity to uh, play around with this stuff. So what you got? Uh, mine is mostly kind of a focused around choice. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so good in the hobby. So I love that pens come in so many styles, like visual yeah. styles. I can just look in at my little, uh, my little like pen storage here, and there's like a purple pen, a green pen, two orange pens, a pen with a bunch of lines all over it, one that's made mm-hmm. of hammered steel. Like I just love that there are so many different types of pens and so many different types of designs to kind of meet every person's individuality, and so they can mm-hmm. express themselves. Um, I love the fact that fountain pens are much more resilient than some people might claim, mm-hmm. and they can stand up to a lot 
uh, a long time of no cleaning and they work perfectly fine and everyone else can just shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> stationary lovers vote with their wallets and are generous when something is good. Like, That's very true. They, like, I, I really liked all your all your topics you have in here. I thought that was a pretty neat thing to be thankful for because yeah. um, it, it's true. We're a very particular uh, set of consumers, right? Yeah. And it is pretty clear when something works and, and everyone appreciates either the craftsmanship or the design or the style or the functionality. And you can see that directly, like, yep. right? Like instant feedback, right? And and also that like people will support it. Like if, if the product yes. looks good or is good, people will support it, which yep. I just think is great. And is, you know, for us especially good for where we are in our lives, selling these products yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, and every particular need and use case is taken care of by something. It's very important. Yeah. That we can, it's not always immediate that you find these things, but yep. the beauty of this hobby is that it's it exists. Like solutions are out there for you. Like, for example, like yesterday I was streaming and someone was having frustrations with their planner layout. You know what I did? I just got out a notebook and we started drawing planner layouts until yep. we could find like a layout that worked for them, right? It's like, how could we do this? So yeah, like it, it's... It's really cool, and I, I'm thankful for the community that helps with helps us figure out all this stuff, right? Like, I don't know everything. Mike doesn't know everything. But just like, hey, we asked a question last week. We got feedback on a pen we were curious about, right? I'm, yeah. I'm super thankful for that. So, yeah, really cool stuff. So, thank you, Mike. It's a community I'm very happy to be a part of. Very much so. It's the best. It's the best. All right, speaking of community, you want to tackle a couple of Ask TPA, sure. then we'll, uh, sure. we'll get out of here? All let's, right. let's let's do our job. All right. Jamie writes in to say, do you think more pen, pen manufacturers should offer alternative prices for pens supplied in just a simple case rather than the fancy boxes and packaging? If you do not keep them, then the savings might just be enough to unlock a next tier of pens for some people. Also, environmental benefits come into play. So I'm thankful for all of our listeners. I'm most thankful for Jamie today because this is a great, a great question. I... It'll never happen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and but I could be talked into this so much. So Jamie, um, it's the way brands choose to represent themselves in a bigger picture is why we end up with this often times too much packaging. Right. There's a baseline of packaging required, which I think Jamie like is alluding to here, right? Hey, we need protection. Yeah, we need protection. We need delivery. We need shipping and we need the product to withstand those things. Mm -hmm. Then there's another level that's usually outside of that. Um, do I need a lacquer box for this pen? Could we how much could we actually save? by trimming down the extraneous packaging for these products. And I'll let you into a little secret, Jamie. <laughs> um, there's probably a decent profit margin for those companies on this. They're looking at this as a line item 
that they can invest a small amount and add a premium to the product for because hey look at this packaging that it mm-hmm. comes in and now that is a next level i, I would, would prefer I would maybe attack this from a slightly different perspective which is mm-hmm. effectively saying the same thing which mm-hmm. is that some for some companies if a product is an expensive product having an a or a premium product having a good packaging unboxing experience is important because it adds it to the consumer's feeling that they the money they spent was good. And like yeah. that's just like a psychology thing. And I feel like I, I appreciate what Jamie's getting at here because I know I've mm-hmm. had far too many pen boxes in my time that have either stacked up or been thrown away or been recycled or used in something else or whatever. But the other part of it is realistically how many people are going to do that. And then the pen companies have to deal with like an extra skew. Right. 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 So it just I feels like it's more complication for people than it will probably be worth it. Where yeah, it would actually make more sense if they were to just be like, We've made a commitment to sustainability and they just like, like a new sustainability <laughs> commitment around packaging and just do it that way rather than like, hey, let's make a choice every single time you buy. Yep. That's why I completely agreed with Jamie and said it's probably not gonna happen yeah. because when people are paying you know, certain prices for pens, there's an expectation that comes along with that. And while, yes, it would be better if we could kind of peel that those layers back a little bit, it's probably not going to happen. But hey, yep. one can hope, right? Like I'm, I'm, I think you will definitely get a lot of people agreeing uh, with you, Jamie, but I'm, I would be shocked if we saw some like announcements, like in the next several years of some, I'm not going to call out any specific brands, but like, it's pretty obvious like when you see certain packaging, it's like, ah, that's a lot. That is really a lot. So, yeah. Great question. Uh, and Keith writes in to say, I've been a huge fan of the Maraman Nemesine notebooks for years. The paper is great and does a fantastic job of my fountain pens and oversized ink collection. I'm really keen, though, to try a disc-bound planner, but I don't know which ones have good fountain pen-friendly paper. Any recommendations would be much appreciated. So, Keith, to solve this problem, to answer this question... I'm a huge Discbound Planner fan, and if you want the paper you want to use, you buy a a Discbound Punch. You invest into the system. The one I have is the Staples Arc Hole Punch, and these Discbound systems are kind of like the same kind of layout, so you can kind of you can have a universal kind of hole punch for these, and that's what I did. So, I will say, just in general, I use William Hanna Discbound Planner, and they're stock paper that I got their planner pages on was very fountain pen friendly. So, I mean, that's an easy recommendation for me. The Levenger ones generally have pretty good fountain pen friendly paper. And I think even people like the Staples Arc one, but I am not totally sure on that one. But the the William Hanna that I've used, um, the problem that I think Keith is really getting at is the pre-printed pages for planners. That was a lot to say. Um, is yeah, like I had a good experience with the William Hanna pages. Those were great. Those were my favorite. Those were pre-printed. But if you want blank pages or just something like if you're going to like bullet journal type of planner, get a hole punch and you can put your Nemesine paper in there. You can put any paper you want in there, uh, which is what I, I have a William Hanna now that has like 15 different types of paper in there. It's like my paper sampler notebook, but I'm not using it as a planner right now. So 
I can only speak to the William Hanna. They're great. And uh, I think uh, I've, I've heard uh, good things about the other brands like Lovinger and Staples as well. So, um, but if you want to roll your own, definitely get a hole punch and uh, pick out your favorite paper and go to town. All right. If you would like to send in a question for us to answer on a future episode of the show, it's very simple. Just go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can send us in a question there. Uh, don't forget, next week's episode is going to be the gift guide episodes. All the questions will have been answered that could have been answered because the episode has already been recorded. So you don't need to send those in anymore. This has now mm-hmm. been a good reminder for me to remove gift guide from the <laughs> options on the on the feedback page. Don't uh, do it yet because they have allegedly all been answered, but there might be a day or two I might have missed. So I just I do want to double check because I will email some people or try, or try to handle this. All right, you're going to be a good man, I suppose. You're mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm, a good man. Mm-hmm. Um, I may have cleared some out already, but hey, you know. <laughs> We got most of them. We we, we got, got most of them. them. We got most of them. I, yeah. allegedly. I just had I to. On the episode, so. I had to prep like a day or two ahead, so I grabbed the batch of questions, and there might have been one or two more that snuck in. Mm, We're probably good. We're probably good. We're probably good. Maybe if we don't, if your question is unanswered, you could send it in as an Ask TPA. Maybe we'll there get to it again later on in the future. You know. Yeah. Literally later. Like we don't know what date. <laughs> uh, if you'd allow me for a moment, Brad, uh, mm-hmm. trying something. New. We're doing the first ever Black Friday discount for Cortex brand. Nice. I I don't know. <laughs> We're just trying <laughs> it. This is what I was talking about earlier on, right? Here we go. We're trying it. You sound like me. <laughs> I look. I know this is this is like a thing. I want to get serious about these things, so it means that there's new things we need to try. So we're doing a discount. I actually did want to do this, but like. It's complicated. All these things are complicated. But you can get 20% off a theme system journal. Uh, The code was shared on Instagram. So if you go to Instagram.com slash Cortex brand, the code is in our stories. You can get 20% off uh, of a theme system journal. The code is is like too long for me. I'll say it. So I don't know if people want to like just type it in. Uh, The code is 68VWNTSA. That's the code. So Sweet. you can use that, get 20% off the Theme System Journal from now until I think the 28th of November. So if you want to do that. Thank you for cool. uh, indulging me there. If you want to Absolutely. find Brad online, please go to penaddict.com. Uh, he's over at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Penaddict on Instagram and all of the social media places that you'd mm-hmm. wish to find him. Uh, you can find me. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, don't forget to go to spokedesign.com as well to see what... Yes. Brad's working on over there. You got anything that you want to talk about over on Spoke Design for the yes, yeah, so our season? most our most recent release we did the Roadie and the Roadie XL with this swirly acrylic cap, which uh, came out really really nice. Yeah, it it's good. a it's a weird, uh, interesting take on like a metal pen and then having like these swirls on it. It's like you don't think it's like you say that out loud. It's like there's no way this is going to work and it looks amazing. Like they came out so good. I'm very happy with those. So yeah, that's been the most recent thing. And then Brian said he might be up to something this week or next week. So he uh he tends to surprise me and the box has not shown up yet. But uh like I'll know <laughs> I'll know as soon as everyone else does. So keep your eyes peeled on the Spoke Design Instagram. All right. I'll put that in the show notes too then so people Thank can, you. can follow along if they want to. Uh, thank you to Squarespace and Wild Grain for the support of this week's episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. We are thankful for you that you continue to tune into this show uh, every single week. We appreciate it. And uh, the show will be back next week. I'm going to be away, but it's going to be gift guide time, and I can't wait to hear it. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening. 
Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>